This is the Italian Citizenship Podcast, hosted by Marco Permunian and Rafael Di Furia. Hello there, and welcome to another edition of the Italian Citizenship Podcast, presented by ItalianCitizenshipAssistance.com. Of course, we are back at it again with Italian attorney Marco Permunian. How you doing, man? Hey, good. How are you? I'm doing great, thank you. I'm glad to hear that you're doing well also. Today, we actually wanted to get into the topic about uh, the situation for people who were born in Italy. As many of you know who have tuned into previous episodes of this podcast, that Italy's rules uh, for citizenship acquisition by birth are based on uh, your, your bloodline, based on your family line, not based on the location where you were born. And there has been quite a bit of discussion in Italy about uh, the situation for those individuals who may have been born there or came to the country at a very young age, but not, might not be eligible for citizenship until they've already become adults. And so, Marco, do you mind talking a little bit more about this topic and what those situations would be, what things look like for individuals born in Italy, both of Italian descent and not of Italian descent? I think this will be a very, very interesting topic for a uh, number of people because we have talked extensively in the other episodes uh, very, very much about uh, citizenship by descent and how to uh, apply for citizenship by descent, get, get your recognition of your citizenship through ancestry. But we never really talked extensively about what options are available to those who were born in Italy. And there are different situations that need to be taken into consideration. There are, uh, you know, differences between, for example, somebody who was born in Italy to Italian citizens or one Italian citizen and somebody who was born in Italy to non-Italian citizens. So maybe let's start from the situation of a person who was born in Italy to non Italian citizens, and um, and again here there is a difference between the person who was born in Italy and stays in Italy until the age of uh, majority, and the person who is born in Italy and leaves Italy shortly after. So let's talk about somebody who was born in Italy to non-Italian citizens, and at some point during their childhood they leave Italy with their parents. For example, I'm thinking about um, the child of uh, U.S. citizens who are working in a military base in Italy or the child of, in general, foreign citizens, a foreign couple uh, who have their child in Italy but then return to their home country when the child is two or three or five or ten. Anyway, before the child turns 18. That same child, when they grow up, they it, it happens very frequently. They contact their firm and they ask us, what, 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 what can I do? What are my options? Am I an Italian citizen? I, I know I was born there. I know my parents were not Italian citizens. I know they were working there for a couple of years, for a brief period of time. They were working maybe in the military base. So... Does that make me an Italian citizen? Do I have any rights? And the answer is that if you are somebody who was born in Italy to non-Italian parents and you moved back to your home country or to another country at some point during your childhood, 
the Italian government allows you to re-establish your residency in Italy and apply for citizenship through residency after three years of full-time residency in Italy. Of course, you will need a visa to re-enter Italy and re-establish residency in Italy. So you'll have to look for visa options. Maybe you want to get a work visa or a student visa. But as far as citizenship is concerned, you can file an application for citizenship through residency after three years of full-time residency in Italy. Now, the application process is not very quick because when you apply, from that moment, you need to allow two to three years for the Italian government to process your application. So in total, the whole process from when you move back to Italy to when you gain your citizenship is probably going to be uh, six to seven years. And also, you need to speak Italian, so you need to be able to pass a language test, which you need to take even after you relocate to Italy, but before you uh, start the, the citizenship application process. And the level required is uh, B1, which is lower intermediate. So it is the same language test that, it, it, that applies to those people who want to apply for citizenship through marriage. And, uh, and we talked extensively about citizenship through marriage and the language test in other episodes. So that same test needs to be taken by somebody who was born in Italy and wants to, uh, somebody who was born in Italy to non-Italian parents and, and moved away from Italy and now wants to relocate back to Italy with the purpose of applying for Italian citizenship um, through residency. But like I said a moment ago, there is a different category of people who were also born in Italy to non-Italian citizens and who do not leave Italy uh, before they turn 18. So they continue to reside in Italy from the moment they were born until the age of 18. To those people, the Italian government uh, makes available this special application process where basically they can apply for citizenship through the town hall and citizenship is gained very quickly. So the process is completely different from uh, the process of somebody who wants to apply for citizenship through residency, which is what I talked about a moment ago, where you have to file the application uh, through the Ministry of Interior, you file the application online, you need to pass the language test. Those who were born in Italy to non-Italian parents and continue to reside in Italy until the age of 18 can apply for citizenship without having to pass any language test. And, and they don't have to file their application through the website of the Ministry of Interior, they just have to go to the town hall, physically go to the town hall when they turn 18. And this special and very expedite application process will apply to them where they only have to show that they resided in Italy from the day in which they were born until the age of 18. And the, the, the way in which you show that is normally through a document which is called uh, Estratto di Residenza, which indicates basically where you have resided uh, throughout your life. Uh, it can be one municipality or a number of municipalities. Um, as long as there was no interruption, so as long as you didn't move abroad for a number of years um, between the day of your birth and the day in which you became turned 18.
Well, that's really interesting to hear, and especially about the the situation for an individual who may have spent time there as a child and has that expedited amount of time that they can spend in Italy for three years instead of five years of residency. That's something very new to me. I'm, of course, much more familiar with Italian citizenship by descent rather than Italian citizenship through, um, through residency, through naturalization. But maybe let's think about another situation here about maybe rather than a child born in Italy to non-Italian parents, what about a child born in Italy that ended up moving to another country, getting the citizenship there, and ended up somehow losing their Italian citizenship? I know there are a lot of people out there who are in that particular situation. How would things look for that person? Yeah, that's another category of people that contact us very often, meaning a person who was born in Italy to Italian parents. So somebody who was born with Italian citizenship um, by right of blood because one or both of the parents were Italians. And uh, as we said many times, in Italy, you don't become an Italian citizen because you were born in Italy. You become an Italian citizen because you had Italian parents that were Italian when you were born, or at least one of them. So uh, when somebody was born in Italy to at least one Italian parent, that person became an Italian not because he or she was born in Italy, but because uh, one of the parents was an Italian citizen. But then in many cases, that, that child who was born in Italy as an Italian citizen happened to move abroad uh, as a child with, together with his or her parents, or even as an adult by himself or herself. And, and they either became naturalized as adults in a foreign country, or they became naturalized as children uh, in a foreign country together with their parents when they were brought abroad by their parents. But uh, either way, there is a person who was either naturalized as a child or as an adult in a foreign country. And, and maybe that person has lived in the foreign country like America or Canada uh, their, their, their whole life. And, but they, they know that they were born in Italy and they wonder, what rights do I have? Am I an Italian citizen just because I was born in Italy to Italian parents? Uh, if I'm not an Italian citizen, what rights do I have? Well, the situation is the following. If that person or that child became naturalized prior to 1992, when Italy still did not allow dual citizenship, that child or that person... Uh, unfortunately lost their Italian citizenship. So when they became a citizen of the foreign country through naturalization, they lost their Italian citizenship. And now they can get it back. So the law allows them to gain their Italian citizenship back, to reacquire their Italian citizenship. But the requirement is that they relocate back to Italy for one year. Mm -hmm. So they need to show basically their willingness to move their residency back to Italy for one year. And that's how they can reacquire citizenship. The reacquisition process is very easy and it's done through the town hall. There is no language requirement. So even if they forgot how to speak Italian, that doesn't matter. The application process is very similar to the application process um, that people of Italian descent go through. So uh, when they apply in Italy at the, through the town hall. So you go to the town hall, you show that you were born in an Italian city. 
two Italian parents or at least one Italian parent. So you show your birth certificate. Then you have to show how and when you lost your Italian citizenship prior to 1992. And you do that by uh, providing the municipality with your certificate of naturalization. So if you became naturalized in the U.S., you will show a certificate of naturalization issued by uh, the federal government, by USCIS. And then the municipality will basically initiate a process which is aimed at giving you back your citizenship. Um, of course, citizenship is not given back to you uh, since the moment you lost it, but it's given back to you from that moment forward, which is quite relevant if you have children, for example, because if you had children before you gained your citizenship back, then those children were born when you were not an Italian citizen, which means that they, they cannot apply for citizenship by descent. But that's a whole conversation, maybe for another episode. But the point is that you gain back your citizenship from the moment in which uh, you apply for the reacquisition. And uh, the citizenship is granted by the mayor, by the town. So is this considered then uh, naturalization or is this something different than naturalization? It's something different. It's somewhat similar. It's reacquisition. Mm -hmm. There are probably some similarities with the naturalization, but the concept is different. Would the person have to swear an oath or allegiance to Italy like a person who would be getting Italian citizenship for the first time? Or is it, a, again, a very different uh, topic? Uh, there is no oath of allegiance. So uh, it's just a um, document signed by the mayor uh, which basically states that you are granted citizenship, your citizenship back. And another question on this, just to kind of round this topic out, possibly. Uh, you mentioned that this is some ways similar to what a person going through citizenship by descent might go through because they're going through the town hall. In that type of situation, as you've mentioned in previous episodes, the person would be able to get a uh, permission of stay in Italy for the purposes of, uh, of recognition of citizenship. Would that be the same in this case for this person, or would they have to apply for a permesso di soggiorno for, or for some other reason because whatever? I mean, would they have to apply for a visa ahead of time? What does that situation look like? I'm very happy you asked that. It's it's the, it's very similar to the application process when, when somebody applies for citizenship by descent. So to allow the person to stay in Italy during the process, the Italian government automatically gives the person a residency permit, which is valid during the process. So until the person um, gets their citizenship back. So for that entire year, the person would be able to, to remain there. And um, does this include also the ability to work in Italy or are there any restrictions on that? The residency permit that is given while you're waiting citizenship doesn't allow you to work, but it can be converted into a work permit. And we talked about the um, the conversion uh, in a specific episode that we recorded a while back. So so people can look at, uh, can watch that episode because we did really get into the details of the conversion process um, that and, and how that works. I believe if, uh, if I'm not mistaken, that episode may have been 
called something like a special update to Italian citizenship, or I, I can't remember exactly what it was called, but um, it was definitely a very interesting uh, update because of the lack of ability for so many people to be able to work in Italy was something that I know for many people, uh, especially younger people that have the necessity to work, uh, held them back from making that consideration, uh, especially in the times before 2020 where uh, remote working was not as common. You mentioned, though, that there were two categories. You said that there was uh, uh, one category was for people who were naturalized before 1992. But what about that secondary category for people who were naturalized after that period of time? If you were born in Italy to Italian parents, so you were born as an Italian citizen, and then you relocated abroad as a child together with your um, parents or as an adult, and you became naturalized again as a child or as an adult, uh, it doesn't matter. But if you became naturalized after 1992, that's what really matters because if, if you did become naturalized after 1992, then you didn't lose your Italian citizenship as it happened to somebody who became naturalized as an adult or as a child prior to 1992. So if you became naturalized afterwards, after Italy started to allow dual citizenship, then you didn't really lose your Italian citizenship, which, is, which means that, that you, still, you still hold it. And a lot of people, they, they don't know that. A lot of people, they maybe went from Italy to America with their parents uh, decades ago. And they lived in America for a long time as aliens. So they never became American citizens, or maybe they became American citizens very recently, after 1992. And they lost their personal connection with Italy. So they no longer have an Italian passport. They never traveled back to Italy. Uh, they, they don't know what happened to their citizenship. Well, those people who became naturalized after 1992, they still are Italian citizens. So there is no need for them to reacquire their Italian citizenship like, uh, like for those who became naturalized before 1992. So somebody who became naturalized after 1992 is still an Italian citizen and can simply go through a process for uh, registering themselves with the Italian, with the local Italian consulate as Italian citizens, and they can apply for a passport. They might have to provide the consulate with all of their personal vital records, their birth certificates, their marriage record if they got married in America, uh, divorce records if there are divorces, maybe birth certificates of children, but they're still Italian citizens. And when they provide these documents to the consulate, along with their certificate of naturalization showing that they became naturalized after 1992, the consulate will register them with the AIRE and then will issue an Italian passport for them. Um, they need to be careful, though, if there was a name change. It was quite common, you know, for, for Italian uh, people who went to the U.S. to maybe uh, Americanize their name. Maybe there was somebody uh, who was born as Antonio and then he went by Anthony in the U.S. So if that happened, you need to make sure to provide the consulate with your legal name change. And if the change happened unofficially, maybe you have to go through a legal name change now before you're able to register with the IRA. But then uh, if all the documents are in order, and if you're able to provide these documents to the consulate, the consulate will register with the IRA and you can apply for your Italian passport. This has all been fascinating. And so one other thing is that there are many people who are 
raised in Italy. They're not born in Italy, but they spend a lot of their childhood there. And of course, currently there's nothing on the books which necessarily directly allows them to have citizenship uh, easily on their own as a minor. But there has been something that's come up in recent years. There's been something called Jus Culturae and Jus Scolae. Do you mind maybe quickly talking briefly about what those topics are and uh, also your opinion as to if you think these are going to come out onto the books and actually be a viable method for gaining citizenship? Yeah, as you said, um, there have been a lot of talks recently about this use call and um, and a lot of proposals over the years, and specifically because Italy doesn't allow uh, for uh, use solely to operate in Italy, if not as an exception, uh, meaning that use solely in Italy operates only with regard to those children who were born in Italy to unknown or stateless parents. So uh, while some political parties wanted to even introduce the use solely in Italy, which I believe will probably realistically never happen, there have been others that um, have been wanting to introduce something that is kind of in the middle between use uh, soli and uh, ure sanguinis, which would be this use um, scole, where basically a child who arrived in Italy before the age of 12. So that's the first requirement that the child um, must have arrived in Italy before the age of 12. Uh, if that child uh, completed a five years school cycle, then that child is eligible for uh, to apply for Italian citizenship. And the application, of course, needs to be um, filed by one of the parents, at least one of the parents. It's not necessary for both to do so. And the advantage is that that child can basically get Italian citizenship before they turn 18. So they don't have, they don't have to wait until they turn 18, which is what the current regulations say, but they can apply um, for citizenship much sooner. And um, regarding your question as to whether or not uh, this will be approved, you know, in Italy, because of the um, recent changes in the government, which happened, unfortunately, quite frequently, we have seen that the government has uh, been very slow in approving these, um, these laws, and they've been focusing on, you know, pressing matters, uh, that have to do with the economy or, or uh, like something else that is considered more pressing maybe by the government, but they put on the sides a lot of um, a lot of these uh, laws that were being discussed, such as the use uh, SCOLI and, and even digital nomad visa right. um, law that we talked about uh, in an episode, I believe, maybe... A few months Almost ago, maybe. Few months, I want to yeah. say more than six months ago. And then the, oh, the digital nomad and the digital nomad visa was supposed to be approved in a month. So after 30 days, but, <laughs> you know, we're talking about the Italian government. So they're, they're a little bit slower than other governments. Yeah, things in Southern Europe, I'll say in general, not to call out the Italian government specifically. But yes, in Southern Europe, things can have a, a little bit of a different pace and I think I would definitely, just from a personal opinion standpoint, say that it, not that it makes sense to or to not, but based on this current government and their um, 
priorities that immigration is not necessarily one of their top priorities for opening up new paths into the country, but rather um, more focusing on what's already going on in the country. Uh, again, that's just my personal opinion, and it's not to represent anybody else other than myself. Uh, but thank you, Marco, so much for sharing uh, your opinions on that topic regarding Yuskole uh, and to explain kind of what this idea is uh, for anybody who may be curious about that. And then also, just to quickly uh, clarify for anybody who may be unfamiliar with the term um, solely that's basically birthright citizenship uh, citizenship because of the place where you were born, the right of soil, yure um, sanguinis, the right of blood. Uh, these are kind of things that, of course, we're going to assume that most of you will understand uh, if you've been listening for a while. But uh, just to quickly clarify that at the last second before we end this off. So, of course, if anybody is needing assistance with any of the topics that we've talked about in this episode of the Italian Citizenship Podcast, how can they get in contact with you and your team? People can contact us through our website, italiancitizenshipassistance.com, or give us a call the numbers on the website. Absolutely fantastic. And of course, if you're interested in more content like this about Italian citizenship, living in Italy, moving to Italy, getting to Italy legally, make sure that you are subscribed to this YouTube channel as well as the audio only podcast. But of course, if you're subscribed to the YouTube channel, then you're also automatically subscribed to the Italian Real Estate Podcast where Marco and I also talk about some of the other things like about where in Italy maybe to live or how rental contracts work, how buying a property works. It's a lot of things that really give you a good full idea of the practical side of uh, making Italy your home uh, from a physical sense and also partially from a legal sense as well. Uh, and also if you're interested in more content about life abroad, living abroad, living abroad as an Italian dual citizen expat, be sure to come over to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Rafael Di Furia, or you can also search for Not Your Average Globetrotter and you'll find both the YouTube channel as well as the audio only podcast. But of course, Mr. Marco Permunian, thank you so much for making yourself available for this episode of the Italian Citizenship Podcast presented by ItalianCitizenshipAssistance.com. Of course, I'm Rafael Di Furia. Stay safe and healthy, and we will see you all next time. Later. Thank you.